last one. The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. No quick fix for broken Hey, heart. Valley Sports Talk fans. We're back here for another episode of your Kid Ass Valley Sports Talk podcast. Episode 32. Let's bring on Luke. Let's bring on Sammy. Bring on John. Fellas, episode 32. Brought to you by Fitter's Furniture on the corner of 4th and Main. Welcome back, fellas. Welcome back to you. Coronavirus hasn't stopped us. Damn right. We are resilient. This is powerful stuff here. So, guys, th- episode 32. Who we got? We got we did we plan this one out already? I think we might have. Okay. I got Mark McLaughlin, number mm-hmm. 32, Central Washington University. I'll just say it, the best player that's ever stepped on campus there on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You want to argue with me? Find me. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with number 32, Brock Rivet. Right. One of the uh one of the cogs in the machine of Kittitas that won three straight. Uh, state titles so um, another basketball star there for you to match up with you Sammy well I got a guy throwback from the past I should have our throwback hats on this year I believe he was number 32 now I'm second guessing myself Jimmy Hill Jimmy I hope you're listening you should be because why wouldn't you be Um, yeah played basketball at Kittitas baseball player played at Whitman played at YVC played basketball at YVC played baseball Whitman I believe and and uh, the dude that I remember there was like he wore the sweatbands on his arms. And now as a little kid, I wore sweatbands in middle school. Did it help me? No. Still terrible at basketball. So <laughs> worked out. So guys, action-packed episode today. Luke's about half asleep playing video games on his corner of the Zoom meeting. Uh, we need to start recording this without telling him. That. <laughs> um, how you been? What you been up to? What's new? I went fishing this morning over at Fiorito. We caught a hat trout. Nice. And it was amazing. It was a good time, and there was a lot of people out there. Wow, Got yeah. a few extra bites, but I had the kids with me, so that meant that most of the time I was fixing the poles while they were missing the bite. Perfect. Did you eat it, or is that one of those you throw it back? No, right in the lip. It was perfect. We just nice. took it back. My, we got two new kittens. That's another thing. Ooh. Uh, Ray, and, Ray and Mando for all you Star Wars nerds out there. <laughs> and uh, my kids really wanted to bring the trout back to feed the cats, but what was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you go with two? Because you have two kids, and oh, <laughs> you want the you want the the real the real story. So I want the embarrassing story. Yes. You want the American story. So we got two dogs years ago, right? And I was like, fine. I was okay with one. My wife comes home with two. So I was a little heated, but I put it away in my back pocket. And for about a year and a I've been saying to her, we should get a cat. We should get a cat. And she's all like, no. Friends of ours offered her cats. And I said, no, yeah, we'll take two. And I was like, honey, I'm not running it by you. I've had this one in my pocket for a few years. And so this is what's happening. But now she's in love with them. She's like, oh, freaking cats. But she's in love with them more than I am. So... That's what happened. You to stick it to stick it to my wife. We got two. <laughs> that's that's semi true. Luke, are you a cat person? Is that what you're gonna say? No, I was asking if Sammy was. Uh, I grew up with cats. My parents would never let me get a dog, except for as soon as I moved out of the house, they got a dog. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
I grew up with cats, so they're easy to me. I enjoy them. Yeah. I grew up with both. And right now we have a cat and I didn't want one. And uh, I am clearly the favorite for the cat. No joke. The cat loves me and it's a mutual affection. So, yeah, I guess I'm a cat person now. But I want a dog. I need a dog. But And Luke keeps on getting like a dog a year. He's and, on. Uh, yeah. You can borrow one of them. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll take your dog. When he's full grown, I'm t- I'm giving him back. She's absolutely, yeah. and maybe in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, we got a. You know, you know what we should have been doing at this time? Uh, if it was a pre-coronavirus uh, shutdown, I was thinking. You know, we've been talking about doing like uh, podcasts from from rodeo arenas, and mm. honestly, this weekend we should be in Cooley City watching the Last Stand rodeo, but. Thanks to uh, sickness, uh, we're not. But that's what we should be doing right now. Can you imagine Sammy in some boots and a hat? I think that would be just yeah. epic. I got a great idea, John. I got a great idea. We drive there. We we buy a really nice drone with a camera. Set it up to a big screen, and we just tailgate outside of the stadium and watch it. <laughs> that's awesome. Sounds good to me. I'm all in. I, and I don't even do rodeo, but I'm in. Well, we're going to need to get him a hat and some boots because if we do some rodeo oh, stuff, he'll be in I'm, I'm not opposed to getting into rodeo. I just don't. Just right. know that. I'm not opposed to it. I don't have anything just, wrong with rodeo. It just hasn't been a part of my DNA growing up. Uh, or, busy, uh, and it's just another, yet another thing. But if we can get Luke at a rodeo, we can get anybody at a rodeo. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I've yeah. been to a rodeo. Absolutely. Speaking of that, there was one on TV last night live. Any of you hey, get to watch? Hey. Yeah. If you if you go to rodeo, you gotta dress the part, don't you? Is that the whole thing? Well, if you're in the arena, yeah. Uh, yep. PRCA guidelines. That's right, baby. It's or actually a rule. rule. That's right. Or John what is if, the hammer. What down. if you didn't? What if you didn't own a pair of jeans? Honestly, <laughs> I actually have a story about this. Uh, it's not as good as your. I'm gonna show up my wife with two cats story, but oh. it's a story of. Uh, <laughs> I remember randomly, I, I just randomly decided on a whim because I was on the west side to go to the Piala Rodeo, and this is 2001 or 2002. I had every press in the world that I needed, and I didn't bring my hat because I just literally on a whim wouldn't let me in. I mean, I could go to the, the rodeo, but I couldn't go as press because I didn't have a hat. So <laughs> if you don't have jeans, I guarantee you they're not going to let you in. Well, so I've only I've only owned jeans for like the last two years and they're really nice. <laughs> but I have been to the Ellensburg Rodeo like three times. That's right. And I feel like we should have those guys on here. I believe they're gonna get scheduled to come on here in the next couple of weeks, talk about the Ellensburg Rodeo. That's right. We actually got them tentatively on the schedule. Yeah. Uh nothing to release yet. So oh. uh but I do know that they got uh you see they installed the LED light. Yes. Uh, Great for, uh, great for just, um, you know, just a better fan experience, but cheaper. And anytime they're improving that rodeo arena, I'm happy. Uh, I think yeah, we need absolutely. to do the rodeo episode, social distancing, of course, in the arena with the lights at night. Just throwing it out there. Oh, that's a good call. Carrie, good when call. you're listening, let's make it happen here in this next week or two. Right. So, I'll, I'll, even ju- I'll, even, I'll even jump on a bull. Hey, let's go. Oh, he's got, yeah. When, uh, Mr. Webb, if you're listening, whenever your next bull riding event goes on, we got the next contestant for the yeah. bucket list bull riding. <laughs> Luke's not getting – Luke, you still got to do it. <laughs> yeah. But both of you can sign up. We'll pay for it. 
Yeah, we, yeah, we can get a sponsorship for that. <laughs> I already sponsored it. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> sponsored by KVHER. That's what that's exactly what it's gonna be. Get your thing where we all four do it. No, John's already done it. I've watched it. You guys can do it. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. I'll tell you what though. I I'm in, but I'm so afraid of animals yeah. in general that I would be terrified. It so, would be an experience. I was more scared the second time than the first time. Because you felt it? (laughs) Yeah, the first time I was scared to death, but I was so pumped with adrenaline that I'm like, yes, I'm going to be a real bull rider. And I obviously say that as a joke. I knew, because I knew I was going to hurt. I knew I was going to limp for like two weeks, which honestly I did. Um, And the second time, the bull was bigger. Um, So um, in my words, the bull was 2,500 pounds. Absolutely. Seven feet tall. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. A, a spring without rodeo is, uh, I'm definitely going through some withdrawals over here in, in my house. Baseball's gone, rodeo's gone. You know, I, I'm a fan of the NBA, no NBA playoffs. I, I even watch NHL. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm starving for baseball. Eric, your, your country, you're. you're are you still watching Korean Baseball League uh, at 3 in the morning? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not that lit or dedicated anymore. Uh, I wait till it's on at, at the reasonable <laughs> at hours. One point, but at one point, he was. Setting the alarms. Dude, I'm the guy I'm the guy that when the Mariners are playing in Japan, I, I don't miss first pitch, and it's not recorded. So yeah. I'll put that out there. Uh, you watch that, yeah. but, but I am feeling it today. I'm with you, John, because, you know, like I'll say later in the interview with uh, our guest this week that, it hit me today when a video showed up of us leaving Kittitas a couple of years ago, heading to the regional tournament with the police escort. And I, and in my mind, I, I named this day police escort day, man. It's something that we always strive for. And if my dates are right today was a regional tournament. And it's, it's uh, man, it sucked today. Knowing that there should be an Ellensburg team and a Kittitas team playing for a regional right now. hundred yeah. percent. And I get it, man. I get it. It's a bummer. Well, guys, let's bring on our guest. Speaking of Ellsworth baseball, Davis Spencer, former, current former Ellsworth Bulldog, guy that's he's excited that he's he's signed his letter and he's heading to the University of Washington to play baseball this or next fall. And I really hope that things get straightened out so he gets that freshman experience and gets on the the call with us. So, you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Yep. Let's bring him on. We'll be right back after this message from Fitter's Furniture, quality furniture since. 18. Yep. You, you kind of cut out, but I believe you. And then we'll be just, we're, we go check, give them a, get on their internet on the website, check them out, see what they got, give them a call. And I know they'll be willing to work with them. We'll be right back with our guest of this week. Your new sofa doesn't need to look like everybody else's new sofa. Let the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg help you design your own Bassett custom upholstered furniture. Your sofa, your way. Exactly what you had in mind when you started shopping because you took the short drive to visit Fitterers and found the furniture you've been looking for, along with great service and free delivery. Why wait? Fitterers Furniture in Ellensburg. Quality furniture since 1896. Check us out online, too. Fitterers. Well, Valley Sports Talk fans, we're back with a guest this week. Super excited to have him on. Brought to you by Fitterers Furniture, by the way. Davis Spencer, Ellensburg High School baseball player. Future UW Husky. Davis, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. 
Yeah, we're super pumped to have you on. And right away, the first question I wanted to ask you, be honest. What were the odds of Luke to catch your fastball? <laughs> zero. What's that? Um, pretty low. Yeah. He said zero. That's what he said was zero. I heard zero, and I'm with you. I, I'm yeah. kidding. He did, he did great. Very well. That's right. Well, I was, I was kind of scared for his life a little bit when I saw the video, but uh, props for him getting back there and doing uh, that. That was a good time. It was fun. Absolutely. Well, you know, I guess to start this interview, let's start where, you know, the, it was a super bum deal about how the season started. You know, it started. We're all excited. It was going to be a great spring. Your senior season, you just committed, so that was out of the way. But just, you know, what was your thoughts when this whole pandemic hit and you found out that there wasn't going to be baseball? Um, well, I mean, obviously, it was pretty unfortunate. And um, I was super excited for this season. I was super excited to be a senior. I'd always been always younger, always had people in front of me. So it was super exciting to finally be up top, finally try to lead the team. And so obviously when it got canceled, super bummed out, didn't even get a shot, didn't even play a game, which is really unfortunate, but I'm lucky enough to get to play beyond high school. So I'm thankful for that. But obviously there's kids that aren't, and it's super sad to watch them not even get to play in their last game. And so I think that was the hardest part was not letting the kids, some other kids finish out their careers. On the, on the, the flip side of that, have you been able to kind of treat each week like practices leading up to a game or to a doubleheader, or have you been able to kind of focus more on the college aspect of, of, uh, of keeping in shape and, and getting game ready? Uh, right now, I'd, I'd say I'm more focused on getting ready for college, lifting, running, throwing, keeping my arm healthy. I'm really, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to September. Hopefully we're on campus. Hopefully we're practicing. That's kind of where I'm at right now. What kind of communication are you having with the, with the coaches in terms of uh, maybe they're telling the team about it or maybe they're just keeping within the coaches, but is there like a game plan or a bunch of contingency plans, uh, you know, if you guys can practice or not? Um, as of right now, we're still supposed to be on campus in September. Obviously that could change. Hopefully it doesn't, but it could. Um, that's really as far as we've got. Uh, I talk to Coach Krivy every, every other week. Just check up, see how he's doing. We just talked a little bit, but nothing, nothing's really been talked about about not, not practicing because we're all planning for September to start, but who knows right now. Well, you know, with the NCAA have given that uh, extra year of eligibility to so some of those seniors, have you heard, like, how many are going to come back? Or um, Yeah, so when that happened and when that, uh, that got passed, Coach Kribbe called me and I'm sure called all the other players and told us what was going on. We only had four seniors last year. Okay. That is really fortunate that there's yeah. only four. And I think he said that they're all planning to come back, but he also said that it doesn't affect anything for the incoming class. We'll still all be honored what we got, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so he said not to worry about it and we'll all be good. So one of the questions I want to talk to you, because we're going to kind of have a theme here in the next couple of weeks of our guest of, you know, the whole, the route of recruiting and, and um, on both sides and college coaches and from the players, but, and as the high school players standpoint, kind of talk us through that recruiting process. I know for some people it can be just like, there, a lot of people don't know what they're doing. Some people have a really good idea and whatnot, but just when did you first start getting hit up by people? And then when um, to UW? So actually my junior year, so last year, uh, obviously Jaden Bugney was highly recruited, super good catcher, super good friend of mine. And so he had a scout come watch him here in town when we played Efreda. 
And I ended up pitching. I threw really well. Then that scout talked to me after the game. And then at that point, coaches started texting me. It just all happened really quick. So it was actually like being in the right place at the right time. Super fortunate. You know, I'm, yeah, remi- I mean, I'm reminded ahead, of a story of, uh, you know, back in the day, the Moses Lake guys, there was uh, Cooper, Garby, and and those guys were like the, the dudes, right? They were going to be drafted and go on. But then there was a guy named Ryan Dolmet. And if you know anything about that era, guys, the only guy that played in the big league was the guy that they were they found. And so I think for a lot of little, uh, high school guys, listen, you don't know who's in the stands. And that's a prime point right there. What uh, was it? Was it nerve wracking once you started getting looks or or was it kind of put some wind in your sails in terms of, you know, boosting some confidence? Um, during the high school season, I wasn't very I wasn't really worried about it. I was just trying I was just trying to do whatever I could for the team. It was it was definitely team first during high school. And so I, I was focused more on just winning and pitching well. And then once summer came around, it started getting a lot more serious. I had more teams text me and call me. That's when I started getting a little nervous. But I mean, it's good to be nervous. It's good. It kind of keeps you in check from time to time. And so it was definitely, definitely boosted my confidence as well. It made me, it made me work harder, made me want to be better. And so it's kind of both. What about, um, you know, did you, you talk about boosting confidence, maybe a little bit of nerves as well, but uh, did it make you overthink like a bad game or a bad pitch or a bad inning um, more than you would as a, maybe as a sophomore or, or early in your junior year? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there were times where if I did if I did throw bad, I kind of got into my own head. But you have to be able to get over that and know that it's going to happen to everyone, no matter how good you are, no matter what level you're at. And so that obviously helped me through it as well. I mean, everyone's going to have a bad inning, a bad game. So you just got to move on no matter what, right. no matter what level you're at. So let's talk a little bit about your time at Ellensburg. Uh, you know, this morning it, was, it showed up on my Facebook memories. It was a video of I don't know how many years ago, and you know, Coach Kittitas, and we were leaving town today. Today's police escort day to go to the regional tournament, right? So, uh, talk about that. Now, your time at Ellensburg, and I believe you were on a team that probably got police escorted out of town to the state tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Talk um, us through that time. Well, my freshman year, uh, I played a little bit of varsity. Uh, we ended up winning state that year. Super fun experience. Super good team. Super good guys. Loved the coaching staff. Super awesome. Made me want to come back for another year. Sophomore year came around. Played really well again. Uh, we had a run in the playoffs. Ended up winning state again. <laughs> again, super fun. You can't nothing. Nothing compares to winning winning a state championship, especially in a small town like Ellensburg when you got the whole community on your back. It was super fun. Super thankful for that opportunity. So glad I got to do it. And it, it was just really awesome. I had nothing will ever compare to that feeling. Coming from California, did you know about Ellensburg baseball? Like they were, you know, they've had success or? Um, I actually do remember the first year they won 20, I think it was 2014. I remember my parents telling me that the Ellensburg high school team won a state championship. I didn't really knew what that, I didn't really know what that meant, but I mean, I knew I had family up here. So I thought that was pretty cool, <laughs> but yeah, never, never thought that I would be, I would be one of those kids. In that sophomore year, you had a uh, pretty big role. I guess didn't you close out that final game too? Yeah, yeah, on the mound, and that was that was scary, but it was fun, <laughs> and I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah, you can't get away with just saying it was scary. You got to tell me what what was it? Because <laughs> just knowing that, I mean, the team relied on you. There's more than just you on the mound uh, or on the diamond, but 
You can't just say just scary. You got to tell us, man. What made it um, scary? <laughs> well, it didn't help that I was a sophomore, so I was still an underclassman, and so uh, I knew obviously we were going for back to back. So I knew there was a lot of there's pressure from that. So that was scary. Um, I knew we also had a great infield. I knew I could rely on my infield. I knew Jaden was great behind the plate. I could throw a ball in the dirt and he would block it with the runner on third. Um, we had Connor and Trace that made the great play over at first base to get that second out. I mean, I obviously I was nervous and I was uh, a little bit in my own head, but I knew we had the team and we had the infield and we could do it. I remember sitting behind home plate for that game. And I had my radar gun with me because I was bored. You know, I had nothing else to do, right? And I remember coming in, you coming in and going, holy cow, who's this kid? And I started texting my friends right away, their coaches. And, and you know, talk about your progression as a player from that day on to where you're at now. Um, it's, uh, it's been really well. I've, I've, worked, I've worked with all the coaches here. I've gotten bigger physically, stronger physically. I've gotten stronger mentally too, which is definitely preached in our program by Coach Gibson. And it definitely, I can attest to it, it definitely helps. But I think just as a person and as a player, just throwing and believing in myself and knowing I can do it and working to get better each and every day, it really pushed me higher and got me to the level that I'm at today. You started talking about lifting weights and keeping your body in shape. When did that start for you? When, when did that become something you were committed to? Um, well, I, I mean, I took, uh, I took Coach Aft's class freshman year. Or I took actually Teasley's freshman year. And I'm, I hadn't really lifted before that. I was pretty skinny, just tall and skinny. And so uh, that kind of opened my eyes to what it can do for you. And then I, uh, I took Coach Aft's zero period my sophomore year. That was, it was hard to wake up early, but it was definitely worth it. Um, and then I guess my junior year and my senior year is very, was very, uh, very important on lifting, very important getting stronger. I knew I couldn't be better without getting stronger. You can only go to the next level of being bigger, faster, stronger. Because everyone's doing something else, so you gotta you gotta find what can get you better than that. And uh, you were working with Dom Hunter, correct? Yeah. Are you? What are you kind of doing now? With the- um, I'm, I, so I have weights over at my house, so I've been lifting here. I'll text him every once in a while. We get together, we run, we do jump training, stuff like that. Okay. What's going to be the biggest uh, change in terms of? You know, you got your high school athleticism and you got your high school um, or workouts or, or exercises that you that you learned in high school. Is Can you already tell that there's going to be a big difference at the collegiate level in terms oh, yeah. of uh, training and stuff? Definitely. And uh, I'm super good friends with Steel Venters and Jane Bugney, and they both both play D1 sports. And so I talk to them often about what it's like. And uh, they've told me kind of the expectations that they had going in. So I've taken that. And I know uh, next year I'm going to have to run a lot more. I've already talked to players about that, so I can't wait for that. But uh, I definitely just at the college level, more is expected of you. And I think everyone needs to know that going in. And so I'm prepared for that. I think you're spot on, man. I said, if you don't go into playing college athletics knowing that it's going to be a job. Yeah, for sure. But you're going to play in the Pac-12. And that job is going to be pretty dang awesome. Yeah. And that that's such yeah, it's cool to hear that you have the right mindset going into that. Have you uh connected with any uh you know incoming recruits or uh current players that you do? Um yeah, so on my official visit, which was back in September, I met most of the kids. Um I played with a few of them over in Long Beach at the area code tournament. So I met them there, saw them again at the uh 
official visit. And then I still talk to a few of them. I have two roommates from Portland. Um, I know both of them. I'm excited. I'm excited to be their roommate. It'll be fun. I know most of the incoming class, so I'm excited. Well, know that come uh, next year when we have you back on, uh, we're going to have, so who was the best roommate, the worst roommate, dirtiest, cleanest. So just start taking uh, those notes. Okay. Uh, I got you guys. For sure. <laughs> the two Portland guys, are they pitchers as well? Or uh, one's a pitcher and one's a catcher. Okay, cool. Um, and what would they on that visit? What'd you guys do? Like, so there was other recruits there. What, what was kind of the whole day? Yeah, like? they, uh, they brought all the recruits in. Um, we went to the USC football game. It was kind of a weekend thing. We went to the USC football game. Super fun. We took pictures in the uniforms. We met most of the players. We had dinner at the, uh, at the facilities. Uh, that was about it. Okay. So you just teed me up perfectly. Cause, uh, I, you know, it's known there was a couple of Coug fans on here, but I remember going to UW after the stadium renovation thinking, Oh crap, this is bad for that school over there because this is phenomenal. And, you know, knowing Tanner Swanson that, that was coaching there and he kind of gave me a little tour of some of the stuff. And I mean, were you, were you blown away? Cause I know when I started going through those things in the locker room, I'm like, wow. Yeah, definitely. My first ever, I mean, my first time I ever went there was uh, this summer after they came and watched me play or I watched me pitch in the tournament. And so it was the first time I've ever been there and blown away is definitely yeah. a way to describe it. It was incredible. And I'm very thankful and very blessed to be able to go there. I can't wait. And there's no wind there, or at least <laughs> not, not as windy uh, as it is thankfully, here. Thankfully. <laughs> Those, the cold air coming off the water there might keep the ball in the park too. That's, that's always a big plus for the pitching staff. Yeah. And the moisture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, what, uh, 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 what, give me, give me an idea. I mean, was it pretty clear that these guys were going to be for you or, or did you, did you try to look elsewhere or, or, or at least compare or try to keep your options open or was it pretty obvious? Um, at first I did, I did want to keep my options open. Um, I'd been talking to a few other schools. Um, my brother lives in Seattle and my dad obviously lives here. And so I wanted to stay close because I wanted, I wanted them both to be able to watch me play. And so that was a big part in deciding on where I wanted to play. Um, I always wanted to go somewhere warm being from California. I wanted to end up somewhere warm, but, uh, it was more important to me to be close to home. So I decided, I mean, once, uh, once they offered me, I think I committed like maybe like three hours later, (laughs) it was, it was pretty obvious and it was, I'm, I'm excited for sure. What was option two? Um, well, Seattle U is the only other school that offered me Mm because Seattle U, Seattle U offered me. Uh, and then, like a week later, you dubbed it, and I committed then. Good choice. So, yes. So Seattle U was the only other option, but I mean, mm-hmm. if I think I could have waited and turned down you dub. I would have. It could have been something else, but I'm glad it didn't. Wasn't Purdue part of the conversations? Or? Yeah. So Coach Kribbe, who's the pitching coach at UW, was the pitching coach at Purdue, and then uh, Jason Kelly left UW and went to ASU, and Coach Kribbe. Came from Purdue and went to UW. Was so it Jay- all kind of worked out? Was Kelly still talking to you when he went to um, ASU? Or? Well, when he went to ASU, I think they had already signed all their 2020 commits because it's pretty big. It's pretty pretty big baseball school, pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. I don't think there's any room there. Have you heard or you know feel redshirt or have you got any kind of notice? Um. No, not really. We haven't, we haven't talked about that. Um, if I do, uh, whatever's best for the team, 
I just want to get over there and develop as a player, as a pitcher. And I think I can, I red shirt or play. I think I can do it both ways. So. You said one of your roommates is, is a, uh, is a pitcher as well. So are, are there major differences in terms of the skill or, or the techniques that uh, each one of you have? Um, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a great player, phenomenal player, super good guy. He's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's, he's super good. He's very good, very good pitcher. I'm excited to be his roommate. I think we can learn a lot from each other. I think it's going to be good being with a fellow pitcher. I think we're going to be good friends and I'm excited. I know that, like I said earlier, you're in good hands with Cribby because I got a notebook sitting here from the times I've seen him speak in the coaches' clinics, and I couldn't write fast enough. <laughs> and I think I think that's uh, really cool. And, and he's such a good guy that uh, I think you're in definitely good hands there. I agree. Where was uh, where was home base for you in California? It was Orange County, California. So Orange County, yeah, quite, quite a change. Quite a so going from Orange County to Ellensburg and now going to a big city like Seattle, I mean, is it nice to know that you're going to be in a town or not even a town, I mean, a major uh, metropolitan area? Or was that a priority as well, besides being someplace warm or someplace close um, in a big city? So, I mean, I lived in California for 14 years. So, I, I mean, I know what it's like to be in a pretty big city. I was close to L.A. Um, and then living in Ellensburg is like you guys said, drastically different. And so I'm glad I had both experiences. I'm glad I grew up in California, but I'm also glad I lived in Allensburg for four years. So uh, I going to Seattle, I mean, I'm not like intimidated by a big city at all. I think I'm, I think I'm more of a city person. So uh, I think it'll be better for me being a city, big city. Well, as we kind of start to wrap this interview up a little bit, you know, a question that I'd like to ask my seniors out at Kittitas and, and just what's something you would like to leave a lasting impression, last message for the, your fellow teammates of Helensburg and their careers going forward. <clears throat> a lasting impression. What would I like to leave? Um, well, man, that's tough. Put me on the spot. The hard-hitting questions about here at the Kid Us Valley Sports Talk. Um, what would I like to leave? I guess I'd say that uh, you got to you got to trust. I know everybody says trust the process, but it's true. You got you have to commit yourself to the process. If you you can't cheat the process, you can't. You just can't. You come in as a freshman. You just got to get better and climb the ranks to being a varsity player. You just, you just, you got to listen to the coaches. You got to take, you got to be a sponge. You got to go out there and learn from other kids. I know when I was at the area code tournament, I knew I wasn't the best player there. And I knew the kids around me were better. And so I, I took time to learn from them. I took time to learn how they throw their pitches, how they throw their change up. And so you got to do that kind of stuff. You, you have to learn from other people. And you have to take in what people you, you have to, you have to be a sponge. You got to listen to people and you got to, you got to do that. That's perfect. That's a, that's a dynamite uh, mic drop there. Uh, guys, do you have anything else before, before we wrap this thing up? The only thing, uh, the only question that I have is you say you're looking forward to being back into or going to be back into a big city. If we somehow got you a cowboy hat and cowboy boots with the <laughs> Ellsworth Bulldog logo on it, would you, would you wear that in the first? Absolutely. Day Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> John's. I got our... one question. Oh, go I got one question. So you came in as a closer. 
in your state championship game. Yep. If you could pick your song that you walk Ooh. out to as the closer from the bullpen, what's your choice? That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, considering the situation, I mean, I'm not usually a closer, but since I was closing that game, I got to throw it back to Marin Rivera, enter Sandman. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. I got to play a role. <laughs> I like cool. it. Nice. That's awesome, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And I, and I know, like good I said, job. there's a few uh, Coug fans on here, but know that we will be rooting for you. So oh, we're dog fans when it comes to baseball, baby. That's right. right. Especially when there's a local guy on that squad. So best of luck right. to you, and thank you so much for yeah, joining us. It. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks. It's been good. Yes. Take care. Well, we're back here after the interview with uh, Davis Spencer, Ellsworth Bulldog, future UW Husky. Guys, what'd you take away? I thought it was good of you, country, a lifelong kook, to say, you know what, I'm I'm a dog fan as well when it when it comes to local guys. So, um, not to take from anything that Davis said, but I'm proud of you, man. Way, I way to that. own up Thanks. to both sides of the both sides of the uh, uh, the mountain range, I guess. But you know, I he's obviously excited, um, disappointed in in um, losing his senior year, but you know, at least in terms of the interview here, he didn't skip a beat. I mean, he's looking forward to know his teammates better um so the silver lining is like he said he he gets to play himself and uh he seemed very uh uh very appreciative of that opportunity i thought he was super just humble humble kid during that process you never heard him really talk about you know anything he did you know even when he you brought up the gun you know he was just kind of and so just Mm -hmm. in hearing him talk about his teammates and things like he's just a he's a humble kid you know saying it could have you know I got lucky that you know it wasn't anything to do it was like oh it wasn't like it's about time somebody found me he was just like I just got lucky yeah. I was playing ball I wanted to get better and opportunity came my way and he understands that it's still an uphill battle and uh kids got his head screwed on straight that's what I'll say I agree uh when he was talking about was it his sophomore year he basically went through his entire team or at least the infield of the guys that had his back and I'm like wow dude I can't even remember what I had for for breakfast this morning but that dude years ago like it was yesterday so um that's that's a guy that uh is going to miss his friends on the diamond but it appreciates him as well yeah and I he'll get some more really cool. he'll get some more friends oh yeah yep. and I think you know I guess I, I talked a little bit about there but Davis and I'm he, you're right. He's well-spoken and I hope he never loses the confidence and the, the love of baseball. And I hope he never loses that ability to be a sponge and learn at baseball. That sounds like to me that he's on a path to what we like to call a lifelong learner and a guy that can learn and take as much information as possible, but that he, he is able to go through it and decipher it and, and take this bits and pieces to improve himself. I think those are the guys that you're watching on TV. Yes. They have their God gifted skills. They're great athletes, but they have a work ethic and a love that a love for the, what they're doing that allows them to be very successful in their craft. And I thought that was, I thought it was awesome. I think, uh, you know, he, he's definitely a dude that you it just without him even knowing that he was going to UW, I could have picked up like this guy's going to a, he's got the talent. He's, he's probably going to a big school just the way that he carried himself. And, and I'm like you said, I'm super excited for him. 
I will, I will not root for the Husky football team, John. I will put that out there. Okay. But the Husky baseball team, you know, I, the, the Pacific Northwest love is strong, especially in the diamond sports. And, and I can't wait to watch him on Mont Lake and get over there and watch him. Luke, what did you yeah. take away? Um, so I, I, I've talked to him, you know, I talked to him just before this, you know, coronavirus pandemic happened and, uh, was able to do a good, pretty good story on him, but you know, he's gone some stuff with losing his mom and, you know, then he moves over here just, you know, uh, his mom wanted to come over here uh, to be with uh, her family before she passed. And, uh, and then he was alone, well, not alone, but he was just living with his aunt and uncle the entire year without his mom and his dad was still in California that freshman year and uh but yeah like kind of like Sammy said he's he's real humble he's a really good kid and I think he'll do really well at UW absolutely well we're like I said we're going to carry on this theme of uh you know locals that are involved in the college athletics and and I think our next guest or is either going to be a college coach or a guy that's in college playing and kind of excited to see this train of things so if, if you have a kid or know of someone that's out there trying to prolong their careers after high school and has the ability to play college. This is something they should probably give a listen to because, you know, the wild world of recruiting, there's a lot of car salesmen out there and you want, you don't want your kid going there. So uh, we're kind of excited to see where this train goes and fellas, we made another episode of the kid. That's Valley sports talk right. podcast. Thank you to fitters furniture. I'm excited to come on next week with you again. And while we ride away with Austin Jenks, take care of one another. And we'll be back soon.